We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Little MJ getting it done at high noon in the District of Columbia. In a round. Right now, time to get to the BetQL guest line. Talk to our friend, Mr. Sean Merriman, former Maryland Terp, former NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. Mr. Lights Out. Sean, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? We good, man. How you been? Doing all right, man. Just uh, grinding away as usual. You know life. (laughs) Yeah, I bet, man. I want to get into the the really cool deal you've got coming with Fubo TV and and your Lights Out Extreme Fighting stuff. But let's talk about the league, man. Um, I want to start with this DeMar Hamlin situation and you know you played in Buffalo you're a guy that played in the NFL for for close to 10 years I mean nobody ever saw anything like this Uh, were you watching it live and uh, you know it's great that we're starting to get some some good news coming but what was your reaction as it as it unfolded you you know um playing the game we obviously know we see some some things that are uh pretty catastrophic right guys tearing their achilles or ac acls and uh, just all the freakish in- injuries concussions you know we've seen guys leave off the field in, in the ambulance and kind of give the thumbs up and uh and still with all those things we, we've never seen anything like what happened monday night um and to say the least i was shook man i was i was shook <laughs> not only um you know, as you just said a former buffalo bills bills and uh, the organization but that community uh, guys, it's not like the Buffalo fans. I mean, playing there, you know, we know about Bills Mafia and things like that. But when you play there, you feel that, like they're family, right? They're extended family. So when he's laying down that field, it feels like their family's laying down on the field. Um, and we all know the uh, the risk of, of putting on that helmet and strapping up your cleats. I mean, it is a rough uh, sport. You know, the physicality of it, sometimes it can be pretty violent. Uh, but it's also, in my opinion, and just this is my opinion, the greatest sport in the world. Um, and that's why we love it here in the country so much. But I think for the first time, um, people saw a human on the ground and not a player. Yeah, and that that was that to me was the difference in you know anything that's happened before on the field. I think they look at the fact that showing knee injuries and you know uh, pec tears and things of that nature. That's oh, that's a, that's an athlete's thing. When something dealing with the heart, I think that like you said, they saw a human being instead of a, a, a football player. And I think that changed it where they finally saw, like we all as players, we know we can get hurt. But I don't think anyone has ever thought that we can die on the field. You get what I'm saying? No, I, absolutely. Yeah. And it put a lot of things in perspective. And, you know, before I say this, I mean, that it was a, I hate to say freak accident, right, because anything could happen on the football field. But yeah. that wasn't normal. 
Yeah, it's right? not. Um, no. You know, we've seen, we seen guys have uh, major injuries where we're, we're wondering if they you know, have some kind of paralyzation. or We've seen those things. But what happened Monday night is, is not the norm. And so when I, when I see people sometimes who, who don't know much about the sport and say, oh, you know, I don't know if I'm going to play. I'm a 12-year-old son. He plays quarterback. And, you know, I, as long as I talk to him about the risk and things of the game, I would never deprive him of playing the greatest sport in the world. I mean, because football taught myself, me, a lot more than just about playing football. It was, it was the closest thing to life. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I had an opportunity to do it all over again, I would. Now, I would do it differently right i maybe take care of my body a little bit more maybe not press it or go out there and, and risk a re-injury when i'm not all the way healthy but man the football football is nothing like it well there's no other sport where i mean even at the youth levels where people of all different shapes sizes speed have use right because you need you need a big guy that can't run much, and you need a little guy that's super fast. And, and you don't see that in a lot of other sports where you, you tend to need similar body types to get stuff done. And, and, and that's – I mean, listen, you two played the game. I've devoted my life to the game. I think it's pretty clear the three of us love football. Um, and, and what happened the other night in Cincinnati is terrible, but thank goodness that it, it, it seems like it, it's turning the corner. Um, talking with our friend Sean Merriman, Mr. Lights Out uh, has a, a really cool debut coming with his um, extreme fighting coming on Fubo Sports. Um, dude, why don't you just tell us a little bit about that rather than waiting. Just just tell us about the, the deal you've reached with Fubo and, and, and what you got cooking. Yeah, so, you know, myself, I started training um, MMA back in 2006. Um, you know, Jay, Jay Blazer and Randy Couture and all these guys, they got me in the, in, the, in the cage, and I just wanted to honestly just get better with my hands and I've been outside linebacker and getting more, you know, violent and active with my hands as a pass rusher. And uh turned out I was still pretty good at the sport, and I, and I had a passion for it. So every year, actually, I started training with, you know, some of the best MMA fighters during the offseason because I just started helped out. Uh, with my football capabilities more than anything. In 2018, we, I launched Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Uh, you can see now we're on Football TV. We have a, um, a huge show coming up next Saturday, January 14th in Riverside, California. But it will be live on Football at 10 p.m. Eastern. So if you guys don't have Football, check it out. But, um, you know, I've been actively trying to get more former athletes into combat sports. You know, we've seen Frank Gore and then Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bill. But there's going to be a ton more, and we have a few uh, signings coming up here of former NFL guys that are looking to make that transition into Lights Out Extreme Fighting. When you look at the training for MMA compared to your training for football, what was the most difficult, and what are some of the rigors of the MMA training? Well, I can tell you in MMA, muscles don't help, you know. It's a very humbling sport, man, because I remember my first day training, and I was training with a guy who was a uh, NCAA uh, uh, champion, and I had him about 70 pounds, right? So I'm going in there looking. I'm going to slam and throw this guy around the cage, and he took me to the ground, and I couldn't get up, right? And I was just <laughs> trying to figure out what in the heck was going on, um, and I just got better. I wanted to learn. Um, and, and, Brian, as you know, man, when we, when we get done with the game, we still got a little something left. We, have, you know, we want to train. We want to compete. Yep. Uh, you know, you miss the locker room. In those first couple of years, you're trying to figure out what to do because that competitive edge is still there. You don't have it there. So I, I, try, to, I try to convince and talk to a lot of former athletes to pick up some form of combat sport when they're done. You don't have to take a fight. But, you know, go pick up boxing, go pick up jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and, and find a way to still stay disciplined and stay active. 
Yeah, I told JP about uh, uh, David Akers. He was uh, what's the Gracie tech, neck technique they had jujitsu? Yeah, hoist Gracie. And that dude would challenge like offensive linemen and have everybody tapping out. Yeah, and it, was, <laughs> it was like me the first time I got there with that wrestler tapping out. Um, <laughs> you know, it, because it's a very it's a very humbling sport where you it's a craft, it's a skill, and. You know, when you talk about the Gracie and the Gracie family, and, and, and they really brought uh, a part of MMA mainstream um, and, and see the sport not only growing in this country, but growing internationally, which is, which is even bigger. And this, this next fight uh, for Lights Out Extreme Fighting on Fubo will be shown in, in Canada and France and Spain. Um, so, you know, I've been a, a little bit of a world traveler, man, but I really love this sport and I've just, you know, been passionate about it. Sean, you know, I'm a Terp. I rooted for you in college. I rooted for you in the pros. I'll do anything to support you, but I gotta, I, I just want to set the record straight on this. I, I will not be signing with Lights Out Extreme Fighting. <laughs> so well, we're clear. You know, we, we have the, uh, the pros versus Joes, man. So anytime you want to come I, over there. And, I am unavailable. And, uh, just, I, am, I am. Just test your skills out. Just come on in. Nope. Man. We'll, I'll, we'll love to have you. I'll get Sean, my arm broken be, listen, within I four think, seconds. Sean, you can promote this. You can have the B. Mitch and Finley. Nope. Uh, MMA fight JP against me. They're going to nope. tie one of my hands behind my back, and we're going to raise money for charity. Incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> just want to be clear right. about that. Well, Brian, I think, I think we call those handicap matches, man. So we're going to figure that one out. <laughs> um, Sean, I, I did want to ask you about kind of the state of the commanders because you were on some really good teams there um, when the Chargers were still in San Diego and and, and Marty had that thing cooking and, and you guys were good, man. Um, but you, you, over the course of an NFL career, B was went through the same thing. You Eventually you end up playing on some bad teams too. Um, and the commanders are now out of the postseason. They're turning to a rookie quarterback for a week 18 game against the Cowboys that have everything to play for. What's it like at this stage of a season when, when one side knows they're not going anywhere, the other side has everything to go? What, what is like the mental status for players going into that kind of week? Well, you know, I did I did play for Ron Rivera. Um, you had a pretty good relationship with him. He was That's true, yeah. out there with the Chargers, and you know, so I, I'm, I was happy for him when he first got the job. I think he's had some success in the in the, in the league, and also when you're talking about players going to organizations, bad organizations, um, you know, Ron Rivera was brought in, brought into a tough spot. You know, there's a lot of a turmoil there with the Commanders that he was led to answer questions and sticks. Obviously, his you know he's had the, the health issue that he recovered from and healthy now early on. Um, and so there's a lot of uh, uh, parts. And, you know, he says something on, on the lines of um, the quarterback play, right? And he went uh, saying something about Carson Wentz and then kind of sticking up for him and they benching him and moving forward and so forth. But the truth of the matter is um, you need a staple quarterback in this league in order to win, mm-hmm. right? If you have a revolving door, rotating door, and not that guy there they can lead your franchise, it is very hard to win in this league. And you look around at, you know, we talk about the Chargers with Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. You need that guy there. You cannot have a rotating door because I don't care how great your defense is. I don't care how great your running back or the offensive line block. If you don't have that guy quarterback, you are not walking into that game on Sunday feeling very confident. And I think and that's the thing about it. We've had three years we started with three different quarterbacks. And I think this is the fourth year where they already say we need another quarterback. And I think that right there is the biggest hang-up of this whole thing because, like you stated, a quarterback will make other players come to play for your team. You know what I'm saying? A quarterback will normally erase some of those issues for you. And If they had that early on, 
took that opportunity early on to do that instead of like jumping at some of the little quick things early. I think this team would be farther along. Well, you look around. They're set at wide receiver. They're set at running back. You got you know young, hungry guys on the defensive line. You got. Uh, defensive backs are not scared to tackle to come up and be physical. So if you, with that being said, what's the one position that they can't hold down? And that's the quarterback position. So if I was a GM there, if I was really trying to figure it out, I would sacrifice picks, everything I can to get your number one guy. Your guy that's going to be there for a decade plus because that's the only way they're going to win. And it's, it's bad because, and Brian, you know this, there's been some great players in the National Football League over the last 30, 40 years, and we don't hear about some of them because they played on bad teams. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just period. I mean, sure. and, and I, you know, with the Chase Young and Sweat and all these guys, these guys are a beast up front. You got a running back who can actually tote the rock. You got a, yes. a, a wide receiver out there that's more than capable of making big plays. So do what you need to do to go out there and get yourself a, a, a prime time quarterback. So, um, Sean, I, I was curious, you know, you dealt with injuries in your career. What did you make of, of Chase Young has now returned to the field? I, I think he's been pretty impressive through two games. Um, have you been able to watch him? And just what's it like coming back? You know, we, we always talk about players coming back, but I think for DNs that so frequently have running backs and sometimes even tackles and tight ends coming at their legs, how hard is it to work your way back like that? Well, the, the first part of that is mentally, right? You have to mentally be okay with pushing off of that thing and turning the corner while a offensive lineman is, is blocking you to dip under him and rip and turn and also sustain the cut block. So the first part of that is, getting over the mental aspect if you feel good. The second part is getting your explosion back, learn how to change directions, those like things like that. But it takes a it takes a full year uh with that type of injury he had to come back. So yes, he I, you know, they were um when they reactivated him, I saw him out there and he looked good. He had some flashes, but it theoretically it takes a a full year before he gets back to the player he was. We'll see. So l- let's zoom out from the commanders who are out of the postseason. Um, looking at the teams that are that are going in here, uh, is there anybody you really like? Like, do you think it's the Chiefs to lose, or, or do you think maybe some of these teams further down the line might might be ready to to make a real run? You know, well, the AFC is tough all the way around, and that it's a toss up, right? And you want to say Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs going to just run the tables, but. You know, the Chargers, I believe, lost to them by a field goal, so, and, and they didn't have all their guys. So they're gonna, that'll be a good matchup there. Josh Allen, you, you know, you, the AFC's tough. Um, and the NFC side, I just don't see anyone beating Philly when, when they're fully healthy and, and they have the momentum. They have too many weapons. They're the most balanced team, really, in football, if you look at them. Um, you know, you can say, you know, San Fran, or one, you know, you can say someone else, but I, for the most part, I think that Philly is, is the team out of the NFC, and it's, it's really theirs to lose. The AFC side, man, they got it, – it's really it's really a toss-up and who's going to make the least amount of stakes when the game is on the line. All right, right Sean, I, I'm going to take you back to the MMA. We we have a guy here, Jeff Walker, and he's been uh, – hit, <laughs> hit a competition. He told us he was 270 pounds. Well, he was 267 pounds. He tried to get to 220. He failed at that. Now he says he's going to try to get to a 250, but he wants to be cut up. MMA, the guys in MMA, they have some unbelievable uh, bodies and they're cut up like hell. What can you tell Jeff the main thing to get him right? Because, you know, I I, I made him tap out one day. I don't think there's anything that will get Jeff (laughs) right, just for the record. Hey, Sean, if you ever have a pros pros versus Joes, just give this station back a call. You got a volunteer right here. Oh, boy. (laughs) Jeff, you don't want to do that. You know what, Jeff? You're an actual idiot. 
as long as he signed a waiver, I'll take care of him. I don't want to be responsible <laughs> for anything after that. Listen. Hey, Sean, I send you e- my email oh, information and boy. stuff to your agent, brother. <laughs> what uh, are you trying to do here, Jeff? What is your end game he, he don't, What he doesn't realize is the person he going against won't be small. The guy going to be a heavyweight like he is. Hey, man, I'm not scared. Lights out. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Hey, look, just send that email address over so I can send a waiver and then we can see all good after that. All right, man, don't be surprised if you see an email. I I was just trying to get him in shape. Now he wants to go fight. I mean, you're going to get your (laughs) ass kicked, Jeff. Sean, one more more real question. Um, What do you make of the Vikings, a team that's got a a heck of a record, but, man, do they do it unconventionally, to say the least? Well, with the Vikings, it's just really who shows up. <laughs> right, I mean that that's that's the biggest um, hurdle with the Vikings. If they show up, they're, they're you know they can challenge Philly. They can you know, they can challenge whoever they want. But the problem with them is is just the team that show up and how they win. And the teams that are trending upward. If you look at any team right now, and this is it's probably a little scarier with Philly. Anybody like right now is the time you need to start going on that uprising and, and and going into the the playoffs because the most confident and healthy teams are the ones that win. Right, not the ones that are barely getting in or playing up and down or squeezing by, you know, because you're not going to keep squeezing by in the playoffs. That's how you get sent home. And, uh, you know, that's why I always talk great about my Chargers because they had so many injuries this year. But if you look how those guys have been playing as of late, they're trending up. Most teams that are winning going deep in the postseason and have a chance to win that ring are trending up at this time of year. Right. What do you think? B and I have had some some choice things to say about Chargers coach Brandon St- I think it's Brandon Staley. What do you think of Staley? Well, you know, people always want to talk about uh, fourth, one on fourth down, some of the question-making decisions, even the offensive coordinator Lombardi, and, I, and maybe some of that stuff is questionable. But what doesn't happen is, is no one is talking about how they found a way to get that team to the playoffs with the amount of injuries they had this year. Right, I mean, Mike Williams True. and Keenan Allen, I think, only played four or five games together on the same at the same time this year. Justin Herbert with the with their hurt ribs early on during the year, he you know he didn't really miss any time, but he was struggling. Uh, Joey Bosa goes down for six plus games. Khalil Mack was down for a little bit. You lose your your All Pro left tackle that goes down, and so instead of the, the talk and the chatter being, "Wow, these guys found a way to get them to the playoffs," it's, "Oh, why did he make that call? Or they need to open up the offense." So. When the chatter happens, I just think, think it needs to go both ways. Yeah, I just went there last year because I think he went, he killed me last year. This year, I give him a little bit more credit. But last year, I was like, I thought the guy was really like uh, had a mental problem or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Well, you know, so Brian, the game has changed a little bit from when we playing right now. It's yeah. about analytics and 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 numbers and probability. You know, so it's, it's changed a lot over the last couple of years. Uh, back then, it was like, hey, we're running the ball. You know we're running the ball. Then you got to stop us. Yes. It was a mentality, mentality thing. Um, and so if you look at the, the win ratio or the, uh, the, you know, them coming out, the probability of going on, going on fourth down, they've been more successful than not. And the only time it's talked about is when they lose. Now, I'm, you know, I'm not saying that when he went for, uh, uh, you know, fourth and one on the Raiders 20 last year. I'm not saying that those <laughs> yeah. are, the, are, the, are the best things to do. But if you look at the probability as a, as a whole, they've had a lot of success going on fourth down. 
Hey, Sean, we uh, we really appreciate, appreciate you making you time brother. for us. And good luck, Congrats man. Congrats on, on the deal with Fubo, man. Can't wait to watch some of that. And maybe uh, you let us know when you need Jeff Walker to show up. You need a, you need somebody to get beat up for you. Yeah, JP and I take the front row seats. Yeah, yeah, just make sure he sends that email and that waiver over. We'll be good. <laughs> yeah, <All right>. good. <laughs> for sure. Dude, if you end up doing shows in D.C., we are 100% there and, and, and happy to promote it anyway. Much appreciated. Thanks, guys. All right, Sean. Take care, brother. That's our guy, Sean Merriman. Uh, check him out. Lights out. Extreme fighting. When, when we come back, I, I want to talk a little bit more about what we're hoping to see on Sunday. And I, I want to talk about some of these playoff scenarios. Plus, who the heck is going to be playing? We've had so much focus on the quarterback, and, and we're going to hear from Sam Howell. But what about the rest of this roster? What's it going to look like? Don't go anywhere. You listen to me, Mitch Fedman. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mitch of Finley, 106.7 The Fan. All right. Got our first look at the Thursday practice group for the Commanders. And, Brian? What? Um, let's take a quick look-see at what the Commanders-Cowboys line is right now. So right now, the Cowboys are favored by seven. Um, that is looking at FanDuel, BetMGM, DraftKings. Everybody's Did at seven. Did it open at seven? No, I think it opened at about maybe – I think it opened at six and a half mm. and has, has moved a little bit. But um, I don't think the commanders are going to play many people you have heard of, frankly. Um, Brian Robinson did not practice again today. It's getting harder and harder to expect Robinson to play this weekend. He's now missed two straight days of practice. They just elevated one dude. They elevated Patterson to the active roster. They they signed Bonifon back to the practice squad. Um, he would certainly be eligible to get called up Saturday night. Um, Jamin Davis, again, not practicing. Um, I think it gets harder and harder to expect Davis to play this weekend. Um, there's no chance I think John Allen's going to play this weekend. Um, Antonio Gibson's been put on IR already. Um, Andrew Norwell not practicing for the second straight day. Norwell uh, looks like Chris Paul, the seventh-round rookie, is going to get that starting spot in place of Norwell, and, and maybe it's an opportunity for for Paul to play well. Yep. Um, Cam Curl was at practice but didn't have a helmet with him. Uh, Benjamin St. Juice was on the side field. <sighs> I um, you know what, JP? I think earlier yeah. when you said Cam, I was thinking Cam Sims. Cam Curl shouldn't play. 
Okay, that's who I was talking about. Yeah, I was thinking. I was, was curl. I don't know. That's why I said he needs to play. I was talking about Cam Sims. Yeah, but Cam Curl, he's proven enough to me already. Oh yeah, I I think you need to. I mean, I, I've made clear my stance with Curl is you should tell him, hey, uh, you're not playing this weekend, and we need to talk to your agent about getting a deal done. Um, so. Our boy Cody, the tech executive, sent a tweet to us both, B, and I thought it was um, a pretty fair question. Now, Landini, do you have any of the Howell audio available? Because um, I, I, I do think it's good for our audience to hear from the, the rookie quarterback that's going to be starting this weekend. Um, Howell's, you know, we got to talk to him yesterday. He's really excited about the opportunity. He's focused on winning, and, and he knows how important this game is for him. And it, we'll see what's happening with the audio. But in turn, with, with Howell B, yeah. Cody, Cody tweeted us, and I, and I think this is a fair question, because when Howell yesterday got to talk about throwing to Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, his eyes lit up. Yeah. And he's, like, he's just like, oh, my God, those guys are so good and so fast. Uh-huh. So Cody, Cody tweeted us. He said, serious question. How long are practice, and what is the structure of a practice? Because how does it make sense that Sam Howell is really just throwing to Terry and Curtis for the first time yesterday? I think what happens now, I'm going to go with several coaches I've dealt with. Some Most times you get, let's say at the beginning of the year, Carson Wentz comes up, you got Terry and Jahan up there. Then you see Taylor pops up, and you probably have Curtis and uh, the next receiver. Then Sam pops up, and it's the other receivers. I think, and then you will notice a lot of receivers, every time the first guy's up there, the first teamers want to be with them. But I've also been on teams where that guy is throwing the ball to the other guys as much as anybody else. You know, it's not like where he's he's not having the opportunity to throw it to him. Now, once practice, the official practice starts, when you got the first team running, normally the first team guy is running, the second team guy get a few of the snaps. That's how I'm, I'm accustomed to it. The third guy, he rarely gets any snaps with those first teamers. And when the second team starts to go, the first team receivers aren't going at all. You got the second teamers, the other guys that are backing them up. That's why it ends up like that some. Now, you may get a chance in one-on-ones and things of that nature, but based off of what I've heard in the, over the last three years, it's not, it's not a mixed match many times. I had a, a I had one coach say one time I want everybody throwing because we never know who's going to be catching. You get what I'm saying? Yep. And I think that mindset could be good, but the way that it's constructed, normally the first guys are running with the first, unless there's a, a problem with the first team quarterback, so they want to get the second team quarterback some snaps just in case. Well, and let's go a little further. Like Howell did talk about how cool it was to be out there with McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, but. For, I think it was a six, seven-week stretch when Howell was the backup to Heineke when Wentz was on IR. Like, there's throwing to them in practice on called plays where you're huddling up and going against the defense, but it's not like Sam Howell's never thrown a football to these dudes. Like, when the receivers go through their warm-ups, like when quarterbacks go through their individual warm-ups, they rotate, especially during the time where Howell was the backup, 
he and Heineke are rotating on throwing just generic ins and outs and little slants and goes. Like he, he has thrown a football to those guys. Now it's different this week because he's running the first team and offense. Right, like it, it, it's very different now. But I, hopefully, people understand that it's like I, I think what he's looking at is like I get a chance now to throw it to him on a consistent basis, and now I can see why the guy that I'm throwing to now is a the face of the franchise and a, and, a, and a pro bowler, and the guy I've been throwing to isn't. You get what I'm saying? Like totally. I, I think that's the ultimate thing where when you get a chance, like I, I I ride bikes with a lot of my friends. When I ride with some of the guys that were racers and stuff like that. Oh, it's totally different then. You get what I'm saying? Right. So and yep, I think that's, totally. that's what he's kind of saying where I'm throwing to them now, play after play after play, and I see what the hell I've been missing. Totally. And I think it is um, – I, I don't think people should be as shocked that Howell hasn't gotten much work with those guys. And, like, maybe maybe there's people out there that are like, oh, well, why couldn't – you know, they stay after practice and work on something. Like, well, honestly, that's, it, that's the time it, when he can stay after practice. Like, normally if a, a, a top-notch receiver wants to get something done, they go to the third quarterback because that first or that second, they ain't staying after practice most times. They got to get to right, their and, meetings. And when they would have done that, probably would have been in August, mm-hmm. you know? Because what wideouts will do a lot is just catch passes off the jugs, and that's to work on their hands. You remember like, you're when, not uh, running like, routes from like a Like Rob used to throw with his dad. Right. You know, you can find somebody to get it with. Right. I I have very little to say about Robert throwing with his father. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just I, – I don't think – like, I, it's easy to bash this team, and I get that. And, hell, I do some of it myself. I don't think Sam Howell is in any different of a spot this week than the bulk of the – third-string quarterbacks you're going to see playing this week. Like, yeah. the, not a lot of not a lot of in-season time devoted towards developing third-string quarterbacks across the NFL. And maybe that should happen, and it doesn't. It's not there it, to it, develop them, but they do get development, and we're going to find out how far he's, he's developed. B, think about this. This is a look at some of the quarterbacks starting this week, or at least likely to start. David Blau for the Cardinals, Joshua Dobbs for the Titans, Sam Howell here in Washington, Nathan Peterman, who's god-awful for the Bears, Jarrett Stidham, going to get another start for the Raiders, he looked Skyler good Thompson. Week. He did. And Skyler Thompson for the Dolphins. Okay. Um, so Howell is certainly not alone in kind of the, the amount of – opportunity he's getting but but his um the stuff he's the, he's going against may be a little bit force, more forceful than what they're going against. well and be here say what you want about howell and blau because those are teams that are eliminated right the titans are starting josh dobbs with their season on the line they could still get in the postseason the dolphins are starting skylar thompson and it, it, it's an outside chance but they still have a chance to get in the postseason but starting josh dobbs and the titans i think I don't. I think something's wrong with their two quarterbacks. Well, at Tannehill, I think, is on IR. Something's okay. clearly. So, for them to say, like, last week that, you know, they, they didn't care about that game, I think that it, uh, Malik Willis, something, I think something's wrong with him as well. I, 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 don't, I still 
I know the, the math nerds have, have made sense of it. I still don't get how week 17 doesn't matter and week 18 does for, for a playoff scenario. Yeah. Like, it, that one's funky to me. Um, the Jags, I think, still have a chance of getting in if they lose as a wild card, even if the Titans win. Like, it, it's crazy out there. Wow. Um, listen, we haven't had the phone lines open all day. At 1 o'clock, they open. It is Bleep You Thursday. Everybody gets a chance to get whatever's on their mind off it. Whoever has wronged you, whatever's pissing you off, 1 o'clock, bleep you Thursday, phone lines open. When we come back, let's hear from Sam Howell, the commander's rookie quarterback, on what he expects this weekend. Uh, B. Mitchell Finley, 1067, the fan. Jungle boogie. Um, B, are you aware that, you know how I keep complaining about the cost of groceries? Yep. My little four-year-old. Our, my little girl turns four this weekend. My wife just alerted me that to get cupcakes for her school birthday party for her little nursery school, uh-huh. $60. S- six okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where did she get the cupcakes from? Is the question. Giant. N- nothing from fancy. Giant? $60? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Did, did, did she make them custom? Because Giant have that little... Department where those those cupcakes go way up once you start. It's my understanding this was we, we were shopping off the rack, off the cupcake rack. Wow. I will confirm for you tonight. I'll text you tonight when I get home because it is possible that my sources aren't giving me completely accurate yeah, information. When it comes I, to I just think spending I, I, money. I buy the uh, white chocolate macadamia nuts from uh, uh, Cookies from uh, Giant, and they are one price when I buy them. But the ones that are sitting right there with like seven or eight of them in the in the thing. But if I yeah. go over there to the to the counter and ask him, I tell him I want certain stuff on it to make it look a certain way, I yeah. think the price nah, doubles or triples. I don't believe that's what's happening here, but I am not the only one mad about grocery costs. Well, I'm Cardi mad about B, the gas price. The gas price jump up again. Cardi B is mad about the price of lettuce, B. Cardi B on her Instagram page went on a rant about the cost of lettuce and people not understanding how to budget. So I uh <laughs> how does he how does he how does he argue how does he argue about that? Uh we certainly can't play it on the radio, but <laughs> she's saying so she did say this. Um she tweeted out Landfill, can I say the name of a female dog? Nah, don't do that one. Okay. She said female dog you can why say- lettuce costs six dollars where I live at. She said, nah, grocery shopping prices are ridiculous right now. You might as well eat outside. So Cardi B is not wrong, man. She's right. Hey, man, tell her she could just grow her own. Seriously, that'd be much cheaper. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know where Cardi B lives. I, I imagine she's traveling a lot. I'm not sure what her lettuce growing schedule is. But uh, whatever, man, she's right. She's like, you got to budget your money these days. So she good probably started talking about, oh, Kurt. <laughs> So, listen, in 10 minutes, it is Bleep You Thursday. If somebody wants to call in about the price of lettuce, holler at us. Remember I was talking about how the gas was down three-something? That thing was at 409 again today. I mean, everything is expensive, dude. B, I, now, granted, I got a salad today instead of a sandwich that I usually get. Mm-hmm. But for lunch, I, I grabbed a salad, uh, a Snapple, and a bag of chips, and it was like 17 bucks. Right? Um, I had spaghetti, some blueberries. 
Well, you had like leftovers from home. Hey, man, it's not leftovers. She made it last night just for us to eat today. Well, I mean, yesterday I brought food. Today I stopped and bought some. Yeah. Here's what I want to do, because I, I loved these answers, and, and I think you're going to like them too. Um, Sam Howell spoke yesterday uh, about the opportunity he's getting, and, and I think he hit all the right tones about, you know, he's a fifth-round rookie quarterback, and he's about to make a, his first-ever NFL start. What it means to him and how he's going to evaluate himself. Here is the rookie quarterback. Uh, you know, I've been working hard all year, and I was kind of waiting for, for an opportunity to go out there. You know, I kind of assume that what the circumstances are, I might have an option to go, uh, the, the ability to go out there and play this weekend. So, you know, I'm excited for it. I, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, yeah. And, and then, Leva, I, I think you have what he considered um, a successful first start. Yeah, to win. You know, obviously the situation is what it is. You know, we're kind of out of the whole playoff race, but you know, I don't, I don't take any games for granted. You know, this game is the most important game of my life, and it should be the most important game of everybody on the team's life. You know, it's our next game, and that's that's the mentality I have, and the mentality I'm trying to get across to my teammates as well. You know, we're playing to win. You know, no matter if we can't go to the playoffs, it's it's a game. The NFL, it's you know what we all what we all work for. Coaches too. You know, they all dreamed of of coaching the NFL, so we're gonna go out there and give it our all. Like that. Like that. What do you think, B? I like it. I like the answers. You know, I think you know, sometimes, I mean, people outside, you can know and think what you want, but when you hear a person say something, you have no reason to not believe that they don't, they don't believe it. So we'll see. I, I think he's a sincere young man and, like, not jaded at this point. Like, he, he just wants to go win. He wants to go look good and play football, and he's probably incredibly fired up. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um. Before we get to bleep you, I wanted to ask you one more thing, just kind of about the mindset of pro ballers. Um, a, a lot of the conversation, it sounds like, hinged for Ron Rivera when Taylor Heineke said he believes Howell earned the opportunity to get the start and that Taylor didn't want to kind of get a figurehead start to go in and then sub out and let, and let Howell then go in. What do you make of that? I, I think it's a pretty admirable admirable thought from Heineke it could be an admirable thought but if I'm the guy and I'm about to play and I'm still trying to prove myself I'm not giving you a chance I mean I don't I don't I, we, we people can think the different way they want to think Taylor Heineke hasn't gotten to the point yet where he's automatic anywhere I don't believe I don't know if I'm going to be saying well yeah you know he should start you know you hear people always say I always want the guy that always wants to be in there so I I don't I I couldn't see myself saying yeah let him go and play I'm not gonna play. What if it is a guy that knows he's going to free agency, knows he's pretty beat up already, and maybe just doesn't feel like getting hit by Micah Parsons? Well, if that's something. the reason, then it's not very noble. He's being selfish. To be honest with you, I, I, yeah, and we don't know what it is. Either, that's what right? I'm saying. We don't know. Just... So that's why I put if. So I'm just saying. If I'm not a, 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 a veteran established person to where, you know what, yeah, we're not playing, you're not going to let us play anyway. Let the guy go in and play. I'm still trying to prove myself in this league? Nah. I'm trying to get every start I can get. Especially like, or he's like a little pissed and saying, hey, you didn't play me when it mattered. What the hell are you going to play me now for? I, I, You know what? I bet if Taylor, I don't know, but Taylor got benched week 17 because they needed a spark. The spark never showed up. 
Now you want to come back to me week 18, we're eliminated from the playoffs, and you're coming back to me for a quarter, and then you're going to a rookie? <laughs> Maybe I'm good. Right? I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of snipping and snapping. Yeah. Okay. We've 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 made it, folks. We've gotten to that time of the week. It is time to join the congregation of B. Mitch and Finley. It is time to voice your concerns with those that have bothered you. It is time to make Jeff Walker work again. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. MGM National Harbor listener lines are open. It is time for Bleep You Thursday. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.